Welcome, everybody. It's time for another episode of Asher Sales Sense, brought to you by Asher Strategies, the only global sales training company that integrates leading sales methodologies and the latest neuroscience studies into a simple and repeatable 10-step process for sales success. I'm Susan Finch, your announcer for Asher Sales Sense. And I'm Dave Potts in the Asher Strategies studio in Washington, D.C. Our host today is Kyle O'Connell, senior sales facilitator and coach at Asher Strategies. Kyla's guest is Leslie Shreve, workload management and productivity expert and the founder and CEO of Productive Day. Leslie has worked with executives, professionals, and corporate teams since 2003 to help them increase efficiency and productivity by up to 300% in as little as four weeks while reducing stress by up to 90% using her unique proprietary system called Taskology, the science of getting things done. The title of the show is The Secret to How Productive Workdays Work. Kyla, over to you. Thanks so much, Dave. And welcome back, Leslie. We're so happy that you were available to come back and speak with us again, because we spoke to you about productivity and your system technology before the pandemic. And I know our listeners found this topic extremely valuable back then. Now, fast forward the last 14 months, a lot's changed, and we've all had to remain productive under extreme situations. We're working from home for the first time, some of us. We're teaching children. We're not leaving the home. Uh, some people even dealing with illness. So I know everyone has struggled immensely this past year with staying productive. So I'd like to revisit your system now and that many of us are beginning to return back to the office and how to prepare for more changes and distractions to their productivity. So thank you so much for coming back and, and sharing your wisdom with us. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's great to be back. Yeah, yeah. I remember whenever we chat about some of the kind of warning signs that inefficiencies exist in a professional work day. I'm always intrigued by some of the things that you look for and know right away that there's an issue. So what are some of those signs? Sure. Some of those signs that are really blatant to the people who are struggling with some workday challenges, maybe it's a reactive workday, maybe they feel a little chaotic at times. There are going to be instances where they're losing time because they're forgetting tasks and follow-ups. Things are slipping through the cracks. When that happens, that's gonna cost them more time to actually regroup when they suddenly remember something they forgot that should have been done yesterday. And then that's gonna cause a little hiccup in their day. It's gonna cause them to have to maybe stop what they're doing now and pick up something that now is more urgent because they forgot it. That's a telltale sign for sure. When things slip through the cracks, perhaps there are missed meetings, missed deadlines, maybe a project is delayed and they're having trouble making the progress that they need to make, maybe because that day is so reactive and they're trying to juggle so many things that sometimes things slow down. That's what slows down progress. Another one is lost information or information that they can't put their hands on very quickly, whether mm -hmm. that's a to-do list on the desk or it's an e-document in the hard drive, an email, an email attachment, maybe contact information, anything that someone can't find quickly within a few seconds, five seconds or less, they're losing time that they're not going to get back. And that's always a, a pull back on their, on their progress in the day. Also being unprepared 
for things, unprepared mm. for meetings, unpre unprepared for calls and conversations, that sense of um, always having to say, well, I don't know the answer to that, but I'll find out. And that's nothing wrong with that, except that when you really should have known because it wasn't an email or it was something that you maybe should have been on top of. I've had a lot of clients tell me over the years that one of their tactics was to always be safe and say, well, let me get back to you on that when they actually had no idea and they had to go find the email. So that's a, a telltale sign there. And actually unpreparedness is one of those things where it got worse. It got worse with the pandemic. A day that's already reactive or chaotic and maybe there's some struggles going on with trying to keep up with things, you know, too much yeah. to do, not enough time. Those who were more prepared weren't knocked as far off track. Now, yes, they did have to work from home. They've got kids, you know, husbands, wives, and all this other stuff. But those who were more prepared before the pandemic actually made it through the pandemic a lot better than those who were already in a state of unstableness, if you will, just not being ready for anything. Yeah. And I have had clients tell me that because now I'm asking my clients after the pandemic, I even asked them during the pandemic. How could you have gotten through this without Taskology? And some of them said, <laughs> I wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so uh, being prepared is really key. And another sign is when someone's always saying, I'm sorry. I'm uh, sorry I didn't get back to you on that email. I'm sorry I forgot to send that to you. I'm sorry I'll do that. I'm sorry I didn't call you back. That's mm -hmm. another telltale sign. Yeah. yeah. But those are the top ones. I'm already thinking of somebody that I know very well that I've seen some of these signs with. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need to introduce you. Um, and I, of course I can relate to some of them too, but let me recap them just so our listeners see if they can do a, their own little assessment here. <laughs> so things slip through the cracks and they're missing information. That would be another one, lost information, or they can't find it quickly. They're unprepared for phone calls or meetings or, and they're finding themselves apologizing for any of these things because it does start to impact other people. Yeah. 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 Those are the big ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what's the number one hidden barrier that holds professionals back and puts their productivity in slow motion? Well, like how do they get things done faster or easier or speed up the process? The number one hidden barrier that professionals really aren't aware of is how they're getting things done how their process right now, the how of their workday, which is like the operating system that should be running quietly and smoothly in the background of their day, but or for a lot of professionals, it's not working that way. The way that they're keeping track of things to do is the number one hidden barrier that holds everybody back. Because what professionals don't realize is that tasks are coming from more than 10 different sources in their workday. Email's only one of them. So let's think about some of the other ones, phone calls, texts, social media, meetings, calls, hallway conversations back when we were standing in hallways, <laughs> the papers and files on a person's desk, they're often left there as reminders of things to do. And when a to-do list is created on paper, that becomes yet another source. So what professionals end up doing is rechecking all these different sources and trying to remember what they've seen at these different places and then try to plan and prioritize somehow. They don't realize that it's actually impossible to do. Mm. Yeah. efficiently and effectively to plan and prioritize and accomplish those tasks, trying to manage them only from their sources without missing, losing, or forgetting something.
And that's where things come crashing down is that they're checking the email 10 times, looking at that to-do list, checking the desk, and then trying to do it all in their head. And that's how things slip through the cracks. And that's what's holding them back. Yeah. I was speaking to someone recently and he showed, took the camera. He had a, a portable camera and he, we were Zoom calling and he took the camera and turned it around and showed me his computer and it was full of post-it notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing at anyone who does no, that. I've but seen I it. Think- that's yeah. what you're talking about, right? And that's then yeah, that's actually another source because those post-it notes are mm-hmm. not everything. That's just what's on the post-it notes circling the computer monitor. Yeah. <laughs> or even on the desktop, the computer desktop, if you're talking about your electronic oh, post-it notes. The electronic post-it notes. Yeah. yeah were these that. physical and they're these sticking were all around? Paper, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that too. That that becomes something else they're juggling. So what he's doing is he's looking at those post-it notes again and again and again, just like a flagged email. You know, you're looking at the you're looking at the desk and the to-do list and then trying to figure out, okay, what's the best use of my time? Now think about the time that that's taking out of somebody's day, whereas if they could literally zero in very quickly on the next most important task they need to do in their day, they wouldn't lose any of that time. Yeah. Now in the pandemic, that's one of those things where that kind of thing got worse because now somebody's taking all that stuff and they've got to move it all home including the mm-hmm. post-it notes around the monitor. And, and now they've got to regroup and set up at home and it's going to be different for them to try to get things done. But now they've got this pile and they got to sort it out. So they weren't already prepared with a system. So now they've got to take some time and kind of get back into the swing of it in a new environment with more distractions. Now they're bringing it all back. It's just sort of a repeat of the same challenges, but I think it gets worse when you're changing the environment. I do too. Unfortunately, what they don't realize when they're not using a system that it's not where you work that matters the most, it's how you work. Mm -hmm. And that's why the folks who have a system like Taskology, when the pandemic hit, it didn't matter. They could work on the roof. They could work in a Starbucks, even though those were closed, but they could work anywhere. So they were able to move around between home and office and still have a system to support them. So the preparedness there is what saved them because it doesn't matter where they work. It was how they were working. I know one thing that I remembered when I went through your program was that central location task list. And if I'm not saying it properly, you can, That's right. Yeah, okay. it's a centralized digital task list. Yeah. And that's definitely something that stuck with me. Of course, we all have written things down on post-it notes. You know, we're running out the door to get someone from football practice or whatever. But I know that when I see that post-it again, it has to go on that task list, right? <laughs> because if it's kind of like what I teach salespeople, if it's not in CRM, it doesn't exist. And that's kind of how I feel about that centralized task list. Like if Mm -hmm. if it's not on that task list, that Mm -hmm. centralized place, then it doesn't exist. That that post-it note can fall on the floor and I'll never see it again. But if I make, like I said, if I have to run out the door because something's, you know, hair on fire or whatever, kid at school, you know, this, these are the types of distractions that, that happen to everybody Mm -hmm. and that's fine. But if you have a program, you'll remember, oh yeah, that never made it on my central task list. And if you don't remember and it doesn't make it back on your central task list, then you probably will forget it, right? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I can, I understand what you're saying. Like at least I have that 
thought process that it has to be on that central. Which is great. Yes. It's like mission control. It's everything you need to do, have to do, want to do, even dream of doing, but not all in one day. It's all in one system so that nothing is ever missed, lost, or forgotten. It's planned and prioritized on different days, for different weeks, for different months. I mean, my clients have anywhere from 30 to 100 tasks on their task list, but that doesn't mean they're doing them all this week. So it's a centralized inventory of everything. And you know, you brought up the CRM, which is a great notion because I use that example myself, even though a lot of companies don't maximize their CRMs, but when they are, like it's gotta be all in there, all the prospects, all the clients, all the follow-ups, all the phone calls. It's no different than an accounts payable system or an accounts receivable system. Can you imagine a company that didn't put everything into their accounts payable or accounts receivable? I don't think so (laughs) because they want to know what's going to be paid and what they need to pay. And it's got to be all in that system. So absolutely. Kyle, excuse me for interrupting. It's time for a quick commercial break. Over 200 correlation studies show that natural aptitude is the most significant factor in predicting sales success. Asher's advanced personality questionnaire, the APQ, consistently identifies peak performers in outside sales, inside sales, sales management, customer support, and 17 other business positions. Go to asherstrategies.com today or call 866-833-9941. That's Asher Strategies at 866-833-9941. We've been speaking with Leslie Shreve about the secret to how productive work days work. Now back to Kyla and Leslie. So what are some of like unsuspecting ways that time is lost in typical workday that professionals are unaware of and how can they get that time back? Yeah, time is leaking out of everybody's workday like water from a leaky bucket. It's just, it's running out all the time. And there's so many ways that time does escape people. One we've already touched on earlier in the call, and that is looking for things. When professionals are looking for things they know they have, but just can't find, that's an issue. Mm. That is time they'll never, ever, ever get back. And it could be papers, files, emails, attachments, e-documents, to-do lists, you name it. If they're looking for too long, they're losing time. They'll never get back. Another one is when you don't have a central digital task list, a place where you've got everything you need to do and have to do, and you're using all these different sources, you're referring to all these different sources of tasks in your day, and you finish a task and you think, okay, I've, I'm finished with that. Now what? Now we're going back to check all the sources of tasks. First one's going to be the email inbox. Let's see what came in the email inbox. Let me look at the desk again. Let me look at my paper to-do list. That's called regrouping. <laughs> and my clients talk about it all the time because when they have a system like Taskology, they don't have to regroup anymore. There's no regrouping going on. They know exactly where they're going to go next. And that kind of regrouping can cost a lot of time, especially when you don't really have an intention, a purpose or a, a mission, like this is where I'm going to go next. It's kind of open. It's, it's very easy to get pulled even further off track, get distracted, decide to do something else entirely. And if it's not right there in front of you in black and white, it can be very easy to lose time and then get off track and not really know where you're going next. That one's a big one. Another one, a few of them that are really easy to identify are interruptions, distractions, and multitasking. Now, mm-hmm. there's a lot of research that multitasking 
proves that it's going to take you twice as long when you go back and forth between to this task and that task and try to do them both it takes twice as long as if you had just focused on one and finished it mm-hmm. and then went to the other one. So that one's definitely. So if anybody out there is the queen, the queen or king of multitasking, put down the crown. It is not good. No, it's not good. The other one is email searches. That's a biggie because if there are hundreds or thousands of emails in the inbox and you are running either manual searches, which means you're just scrolling manually and searching with your eyeballs or a system search, which tells your system, of course, to look through hundreds or thousands, that's time you'll never get back to. What you really want to do is be able to go straight to the system that is meant for managing certain types of information. Contact information is a good one. Let's not leave contact information embedded in emails stuck in the inbox or in an email folder. Let's put it in contacts because that's the system that is meant for managing contact information. You don't want to have to go around Robin's barn to find it. So that's just one example. But those are some of the ways that time is leaking out of the workday. And the other way is that people aren't protecting it. People are stealing it and they're giving it away too fast. So if they're not literally protecting it on their calendar, it's going to be too easy for that time to disappear. Yeah. Yes. And those are some things that definitely stuck with me too. And, you know, you and I worked together, my goodness, it was over a decade ago. So it just shows how how good the program is because I'm still doing it sometime, you know, whether I'm working on a proposal or I still like to do PowerPoint presentations or some other, you know, software presentations, even though we have designers, because to me, it's something that I don't know, maybe it's a control thing, (laughs) (laughs) but I purposely don't check email while I'm doing those things. I I even shut the darn thing off. So I'm not getting pinged and thing. And, and you really get into a zone and then you're right. You get it done faster. And then, so, so don't let email drive you, you drive the email. Right. Great advice. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly so right. Those are certainly things that I, I have definitely, and I've shared some of them with, you know, people that haven't had a chance yet to work with you who do let all of these things that you just mentioned, just not just steal time from them, but distract them from getting that presentation done. Instead of taking an hour and a half, it now takes four days, right? Mm, yes. Little bits and pieces of it at a time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's too easy. When you do that multitasking as well, you rob yourself from getting in the zone, right? That's true. Because that's when our most creative work comes out of us. Whatever our profession is, is when we're we're really thoughtful and not interrupted Mm -hmm. in in the zone. It Um, makes you more effective. And certainly the quality of your work has a chance to go up at that point because Mm -hmm. you are working in the zone and you're single-minded you're just not split focus, but just single focus. And to your point about the inbox, my clients call that living from the inbox. Yeah. They say, I'm, I'm waiting for my inbox to tell me what to do next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And another thing that really has helped me over the years too, is when I pick, when you worked with me, I would pick something. I'm like, I have to do this. And you said, okay, well, when are you going to do it? And I'll, I would say, uh, I first never had an answer to that question. So that's step one. But then uh, you said, okay, then schedule it. And that's another thing that's really stuck with me too, is just scheduling time to get certain things done frees you up to not worry about getting that done because you've already scheduled the time to do it. And that's only if it's something that is a 45 minute plus type of task, because literally 
we don't put tasks on the calendar in taskology, but if you need that chunk of time, yes, if it's big enough, because all the tasks in our system are going to be usually 30 minutes or less, maybe up to 40 minutes, but that's unusual. Usually the two minute, five minute, 10 minute. And that's why they're on the task list and planned and prioritized there. But yes, if you need a chunk of time to immerse yourself into a thoughtful, long task or a, a piece of a project, yes, time mm -hmm. to put it on the calendar. Everything else doesn't go on the calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people just put the, the date that it's due on their calendar, but they don't schedule those blocks of time to get it. That could be true too. Yes. And see in taskology, nothing is about due dates and deadlines. It's all about a due date DO. So it's all about when you're going to do something, not when it's due. And that turns things around for people who are constantly thinking in terms of project management mm -hmm. instead of task management. So really granular when we boil it down to taking that next action step and when you're going to do it, because it's not about a deadline at that point. It's just taking action. So yeah. And uh, those go on the task list for sure, because the tasks are so tiny. It's a call here, an email there, create an agenda, review a report, et cetera. And they're all pretty little, pretty short. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it gives you that steady forward movement that people want to feel in their workday. They want that progress to be tangible and visible. Makes you feel good. <laughs> I, like, I like checking off things. I've written down things on a list just to check them off. <laughs> there you go. See, steady forward movement. Research has shown that that's what people really need to feel. And, yeah. uh, and that's what task management will give you, not project management. That's a key point. Yeah. You mentioned email and, and how so many people let their inbox drive their day. Mm -hmm. But what are the inefficient, ineffective ways to manage email and how do you kind of combat that? Yeah, there's a lot of common ways that people do try to keep up with email and God bless them. If no one else has ever shown them a better way to do it, they're kind of stuck with that flag. The email flag right. is one of the top three most inefficient, ineffective ways to manage email. And so is marking it as unread. So it stays bold in the inbox. The third one is that a lot of people send an email to themselves again. So it comes back in at the top of the inbox. But now mm. you've got twice as many emails. But the most <laughs> common, of course, is the flag and marking as unread. And all that really does is tell someone, come back and look at me later. You know, but it doesn't tell them anything else. It doesn't help with planning or prioritizing. It doesn't help save time at all. And so what that causes, of course, as you know, is that someone's going to flag more than one email. First of all, yeah. it's going to be, it could be 10, 15, 20 more. And that person now has to come back to that email and go, okay, why did I flag that? What was this about? Let me take a look. Oh, that's right. I need Joe for this. Oh, Joe's off today. All right, let me go to the next email. You know, it could be two, three, four more times before a person finally finishes with whatever that email was about and closes the loop. But when you multiply that time spent, it could be a minute or two every time you have to revisit an email to look at it again. So one to two minutes times 10, 15 or 20 emails you flag that you're coming back to two, three and four more times. Now that equation is going to add up to a lot of lost time right there. Yeah. And so what people are doing is they're wasting time rereading emails they've already seen, but couldn't do anything with because there's no system in place for them to save either attachments or information or to put tasks in a, in a place where they can actually manage them and plan them and prioritize them. I think a lot of professionals don't realize that email is not best managed while it's still sitting in the inbox, but that's what they tried to do. And you cannot manage information or tasks well in the email inbox. And that's what's going to trip them up every time. I think going back to having that, that system, I mean, your system is Taskology and we teach systems with 
different, well, of course, the sales process, the 10 skills, but we also have systems inside of that, right? We have system for prospecting. And a lot of times people are overwhelmed with that task in the sales process. And so when we show them a system, then they feel empowered and they'll make time to do it. You know, and I Mm -hmm. think, I think when you start giving people that feeling of control over their day and their progress uh, with, with a system, then you really start to empower people and also saving not just them, them time that they could be maybe with their families if they are still stuck at home or, Mm -hmm. but also saving the company money, you know, because Mm -hmm. a lot of the people I know you work with are uh, very high salaried people, executives in the company. And if we're wasting their time, then the company's really losing out as well. Exactly. I always say that individual performance builds company performance. Mm -hmm. So if an individual isn't working efficiently, effectively, and productively, you can bet that the company is not at its potential either. And that can hit the bottom line. Kyla, excuse me. Unfortunately, it's time for the wrap up. (laughs) Okay. Well, as you can tell, we're both pretty passionate about this and uh, (laughs) we could go on for another 12 podcasts probably. (laughs) Um, So where would you like our listeners to find you, Leslie, on your website? I think the best place right now is the website. Yes. So productiveday.com, very simple. And there you'll find all about who we serve and who we are and how we serve, et cetera. And we look forward to perhaps connecting on LinkedIn. So you can look me up on LinkedIn. It's Leslie Shreve. And I'd love to connect with listeners there as well. Wonderful. Well, thanks again for bringing your wisdom back to us, especially during these challenging times. Um, You are welcome. Thank you for inviting me. And thanks to both of you. That's all the time we have for today. For our listeners, be sure to subscribe to Asher Strategies Radio on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast venue. You can also ask Alexa or Siri to play Asher Strategies Radio. From now until we meet again, John Asher reminds us to please, please get out there and sell something. Sell something.